A sign of intellect is being able to hold two conflicting ideas in your head at the same time and still being able to function. Somebody famous said that, I don't remember. So there's a virtue signal, a shame mechanism that's going on right now that I wanna call out because it's total BS. It's the have compassion. The idea that if you challenge the narrative or you suggest something like maybe masks don't work or maybe they're not effective or maybe even worse, maybe they're hurting and harming because they're leading people in false sense of security. Maybe people think they can put a mask on and so they don't wash their hands. There's literally a million maybes and a million questions that should be asked because if we're gonna do something like all wear masks because we think it's gonna do something, if it turns out it doesn't do that or it makes it worse, is that not something we should vet out? It's like such common sense. But this has become a virtue signal where people don't know how to respond to these really bad ideas where they claim that you don't have compassion or you don't do whatever. Me reminding people of the constitutional rights. I've had people suggest that I don't want to help or I'm not compassionate or I don't care about or I'll change my mind if someone I know gets affected or whatever it is. All that's nonsense. The millions and millions and millions of people that died, just the United States, through all the world wars, revolutionary civil war, and then also humanity since the invention of civilization, have all sacrificed their lives and paid the price to have freedoms that we afford today. And thus far, the American Constitution, the Bill of Rights, these are the greatest things that humanity has invented to protect the individual and to give true freedom and an equitable future and opportunity to all people. To discount that, to trample that, to say it's for the greater good or it doesn't matter or you should just be okay with it or whatever, or say it's temporary, it's never temporary. All the government does is continually take away rights, continually gain power, because government is run by humans. It just is what it is. And humans have built systems that benefit them. Those in power do everything they can to keep power and to get more power. The system itself is like Frankenstein. It's been created. Maybe there was good intentions in the beginning. And now it has been let loose. And all we can try to do is try to tame it to the best of our ability. And so all we get are Band-Aid slapstick approaches to doing that. And it just keeps running amok, keeps growing and growing and growing. Franklin said that if you give it a little bit of liberty in exchange for freedom or security, that you deserve neither liberty or security. And I'm sure I'm watching that quote, but that was back in whenever it was, 1800s, maybe 1700s, 1700s, 1800s. He knew that. And the founding fathers knew these things. And that's why they fought so vehemently for something like freedom of press, freedom of speech, right to bear arms. These things were integral because it was their way to prevent the encroaching tyranny of government. Because that's all government can do. Power tries to acquire more power. That just is what it is. So to say that somebody doesn't have compassion or that they should give up their rights or it's not a big deal to wear a mask or whatever, you're not taking into account a lot of things. For me, the most important thing is that we just don't know. A lot of the science is really bad. There's a lot of studies that show it, masks don't work, for example, and there's a case to be made that it could actually be worse. I mean, you can literally take your shirt and do this. You can take cheap masks for, that you buy at the store for a few dollars that say not for medical use. This idea that it does anything is part of the problem. When we blind ourselves to dogma because we think it's for the greater good and we don't question any of it, that's how you get really bad. You can get very dire circumstances that you didn't plan for and you thought you were doing something good and you're making it worse. So to not question what's going on or the narrative or anything is to make our ideas and thus our world and thus our society and our country more fragile. And we already see that's happening with cancel culture and people getting canceled for a five-year-old tweet or a bad joke or things like that, or removing statues or changing the name of brand products and, and this and that. This is what every tyrannical government in the history of mankind has done. They try to alter the past, the history. They try to control the narrative. They use fear and propaganda and public shaming. They try to get the public brainwashed because then guess what? The public will spread the fear and the propaganda, the shaming. 
if people can't see how this is going on right now, and if you actually look at the numbers, the 2017-2018 flu season was one of the worst in record history, like for a very long time, way worse than now. And some people even think that this is a remnant of that, yet nobody did anything. We didn't know about it. It wasn't sensationalized. It wasn't turned into a weapon of fear and propaganda to let the Fed print trillions of dollars. If you can't understand the importance of questioning even things that you think are 100% right or easy or obvious or whatever, then you're part of the problem. You have a fragile worldview and you're contributing to the danger that might not manifest this year, next year, or in a few years, but maybe in 10 years. When we live in a country that is no longer free, in a lot of ways it already isn't free, there's a lot of limitations. You, have, you already have to get approval from the government to cut somebody's hair. Can we just th take a moment and think about how preposterous and absurd that is? The free market decides that. If someone sucks at cutting hair, they're not gonna have a job. Why do we need somebody to regulate that? It's bat shit crazy. So this entire video is about challenging ideas so they become better. Some people will listen to this and they'll pick one thing and then they'll latch onto that and try to argue this or that or call you names or whatever. People that do that are part of the freaking problem. That's how we get a fragile society that's going to eventually implode. But those of us that can ask good questions and have civil discussions and that can say, that's a good point but I think this is a good counterpoint. And so I lean this way or whatever. Like those are the discussions we should have. Everybody's gonna have a, their opinion on where they fall on the spectrum on where this should matter that much is too much, it's not enough, where the violation of our rights is too much, not enough, little, whatever. There's always gonna be a spectrum for all these things. That's what makes it very murky and muddy. But what people like to do is they like to just go from one end to the other. They like to put you in this box, me in this box and say, you're right, I'm wrong, whatever. When they say, I'm right, you're wrong. That's usually what people say. Very, very rarely where people say, you're right, I'm wrong. <laughs> Although if we all did that more often, we'd be better off. So we have to challenge ideas and be willing to back it up with questions, potentially data, looking at things, not just reading a headline or doing a quick Google search because Google itself is censored and manipulated, just as is YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and all these things. We can't look at a headline from a research paper. We need to read the research paper. Here's a question. Has anybody watching this or reading this right now or seeing this, have you read the paper that identified the Verona strain and how they classified it in the, in the Verona taxonomy? Have you read that paper? It's like 30 pages, whatever. A lot of it I didn't understand. But you know what I did see? I saw a lot of footnotes, a lot of ones and twos that when you go to the bottom, it says further research is needed, further confirmation is needed. Recently, a papaya tested positive for Verona. A sheep also tested positive. Maybe the sheep did have it, maybe it didn't. Either way, it seems a little ridiculous. It should not be controversial to ask good questions and offer a conflicting worldview with this stuff. It should also not be controversial to highlight fact and data. You see a lot of these things, whether it's race, whether it's now virus, whether it's masks, if you point out something that is fact, people will attack you for that. People will attack you for pointing out fact. Is that the world we're living in right now? Yeah, it is. It literally is and it's leading us to ruin. Polarization will destroy America from the inside. No foreign enemy is gonna do it. We're beefed up in that regard, we're good. But from the inside, we will destroy ourselves. We will consume ourselves. If we don't become tolerant and have discussions and meet in the middle where progress is found. And with all that being said, if we keep giving up constitutional rights in the name of some duty or this or that or whatever, we won't have any constitutional rights to give up. Patriot Act, 9-11, in the name of fighting terrorism, no due process where they can lock you up without a key. You don't even get a lawyer. As long as they call you a terrorist, whatever. It's like, come on, that's supposed to be the foundation of what America is built on. If we make exceptions or only apply those laws at certain times, what do you think we're going to get? We're going to get what we already have. 
a polarized political system that is further creating a divide in which politicians and government use their office to their own advantage, to political ends, to monetary ends. Is it any wonder that we have so much chaos right now? What we need to spread is compassion, empathy. We need to have real discussions. And a good point that my friend made. Unfortunately, the internet removes a certain checks and balance. Our ancestors are violent creatures. If you were to say certain things about a certain person in person, you could have physical harm inflicted upon you. Now, I don't suggest that's how we should solve things. Not at all. But there should be mechanisms to keep people in place at times. So where they're really bad ideas or their blatant lies and accusations can have some kind of check and balance. So for example, a friend of mine was called a racist because he pointed out a lot of facts and I know the guy's not a racist. And so he kindly reminded his friend, he's like, you're lucky that you're my friend and that you're on the internet right now because in real life, I would punch you in the face. You accusing me of something I'm not on a serious accusation like that warrants a violent response from me. And that's his words. Don't do that. I'm not saying you should do that. But what I'm saying is, if you look at human history, we did keep each other in check because we did these things in person. So there was kind of equilibrium that established. Yet today with Twitter and the internet and these different things, they just go amok. In fact, they, they go crazy. They buy their own BS. They, they think their shit doesn't stink, et cetera. And then they attack other people and they cherry pick and they do all the things that humans are so good at doing that they convince themselves is right. Dogma, confirmation bias, hindsight bias, tons of these biases that come so naturally to our species. The internet amplifies this to the umpth degree. People do not try to level up their thinking. All they try to do is disprove you and prove what they already think they know because they already think they're right. What do you think somebody like Hitler did? You don't oppose somebody like Hitler. You either go along or you're killed. Is that what we want for our society? We got to stand up for what's right. We got to say what's right. We have to speak our mind. We cannot be the silent majority. We can't let a few crazy radicals with really bad ideas that are not stress tests. We cannot let them take over our culture and ruin our society and our political system, even though it kind of already has this point. And we need to spread empathy and compassion and try to understand where people are coming from so that we can work on actual solutions rather than just yelling at each other and blaming and focusing on problems. Because if we do that, we're going to keep getting more of that.